brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group. Hey, it's me, Just <laughs> Jess. And I'm Nomi Burton. And oh. we're Riverdale Rewind. We're rewinding the Riverdales. <laughs> We're a little rusty. I mean, the show has been on uh, on hiatus for a few weeks. Yeah, and so has my brain. <laughs> was, yeah, I was taking a mental break just a couple minutes ago. I'm just kidding. Before this, right now, I'm still right on it. Right this second. You no. know where we should have gone is rhinos. Yeah. You know what? I've been trying to not drink coffee these last couple of days because... I've been sleeping weirdly. I've been, I sleep, I've been going to the chiropractor for neck issues and that helps. But then every morning I wake up like, what kind of battle did I perform in my <laughs> sleep? The, I wake up, I feel like I've, I've like ran a marathon. So I've been trying, I was looking into it and I, I was trying to not have caffeine and see if maybe that helps me not sleep tense. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt good last night. I didn't, I didn't have caffeine and I slept pretty well. So we'll see. Hmm. It could just be. Don't you have like special uh, pillows? God, I got everything. I have a special pillow, but actually last night I slept without a pillow on my back as they kind of recommended because me sleeping on my side is making it worse. But you know what else I did last night? I went to the Fred Armisen show. He did a show called uh, Comedy for Musicians and Everybody Else. And it that's was awesome. Hysterical. And Mary Lynn Rayscub, I think that's how you say her name. She was Chloe on 24 and she's Gail the Snail and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Aww. She was there too performing, which I didn't know they were friends. It was hysterical. Is she attractive in real life? She's not ugly. She's. A, I think she's a nice looking person. Because I only see her as Gail the Snail. Oh, well, I mean, when you're, yeah. She's ugly as Gail the Snail. Yeah, that's why I'm like, is she? But she's she's like a your average lady. I don't know. She <laughs> she jokes that she th- says her branding is a uh, middle aged white woman, that's <laughs> or hilarious. nice white woman, and she's forty something. Um, so she, uh, she, I didn't know she did comedy. It was kind of funny to see her do comedy. How after. was it? It was pretty good. Um, I thought she, I thought she had some good jokes. I felt like maybe she was rushing her set a little bit to get through because um, it was like mid Freds. Mm. But otherwise, I thought her jokes were good. I thought her timing was a little fast. But that's what awesome. do I know? Well, I'm a judging. <laughs> we're judging comedy. you. We're judging I, I thought you. she was. I thought she was good. The whole show is hysterical. Fred Armisen is. He is. I didn't know that he was going to be in town. Top of his craft, that guy. He is so quick. He did a question and answers from the audience, mm-hmm. and he just can really quickly respond to people. It's amazing. Um, if you ever see Kevin Smith live and do a stand-up, he is amazing. Is but he? with his um, with his question and answers, if you're not the first one that ask, don't even bother. Because he says, that, I've heard this, He's, he gives a really long very story. long so i saw him one time and and he makes he makes that disclaimer in the beginning of the show he's like hey just let you know if you're going to ask a question i'm probably only going to get through two questions <laughs> and so honestly he went through two questions and it lasted the entire show which ended up being two and a half hours oh my god yeah but it didn't feel like two and a half hours yeah he's, he's really entertaining he uh, and I, I like him because he did a um, you're watching Super Chat thing when he came here to our Comedy Zone. Um, he seems like a nice guy. He mm-hmm. he directs Flash and Supergirl sometimes. He's so awesome. He's lost so yeah, much because weight. Because he had that health issue, yes. which is the segue into Luke Perry had a massive stroke. Yeah. We um, just found out like yeah. at 11 o'clock today, Eastern. 
and that's about 45 minutes ago. Um, super sad. He survived. Yeah, from- they, he's being monitored in the hospital. They don't know his status. So sad. I hope he's okay. Ironically, they had just, uh, or coincidentally, they had just um, announced that reboot of 90210 with the original cast yesterday, and he's not one of them, which made me think probably because he's committed to Riverdale or maybe right. he's just not on board yet. He doesn't um, want to do too much. Yeah, I don't blame him. But that man, he's young. He's 52. So our thoughts are with Luke Perry. I know. That's, that's so super sad. sad. Yeah. I wonder how much of the show they've shot. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the reason why they do these hiatuses is because the they need to catch break. up. Yeah. Well, that and I think that if they, I guess he was at home mm-hmm. when he was sick. So he, um, that makes me think they're, I'm not sure they've finished. I bet they've, they have to finish this season. They have to. No, I'm saying of uh, shooting it. I'm wondering if they've shot the finale yet. Usually, I can, would hope so. They might not have. The, usually the cast does like that. You can tell when they have wrapped up. Right. So maybe he was just on break or something. I really hope they shot it. Well, but they could play that into the writing, like have him laying down in a hospital bed or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's so sad. It is sad. I thought you were going to mention when you were talking about the comedy zone or like uh, seeing um, the stand up last night or whatever that. Where you were last night was Scott Clark Auto Group. Because that's where I go usually for my comedy shows. <laughs> Segway. Uh, do you guys replace struts at Scott Clark Honda? Because I am in a real situation currently with needing new struts. Sure. You could book all your appointments right there on scottclark.com because they do maintenance. They also have new cars and used cars. They have three convenient locations. Check them out, scottclark.com. Well, I need one. Well, first and foremost, I got to fix the struts of the current. It's just, it's, which is not at Scott Clark, but it's so stressful pulling that, you know, plug and being like, yes, I have to get a new car. It's like, (gasps) oh, it's not like that I'd be able to do pretty fine. It's the monetary issues involved with pulling that plug. Mine's been paid off for years, so. It's always nice when you don't have a car payment, but it doesn't really matter when you're at Scott Clark. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me one, Scott. <laughs> Look at all the promotion we're doing for you on this massively listened to podcast. Right. <laughs> exactly. You make all your marketing money right back with right just back. this name mention. Yep. Um, speaking of money, Ronnie is getting in trouble. $75,000 is what Mr. Lodge used uh, to make the jingle jingle. Or not jingle jingle. What's the new drug? Uh, the pop rocks or whatever. The fizzle, fizzle rocks. Frizzle rocks. Fraggle rocks. $75,000. Yeah. I think that family has such an interesting dynamic. It's such a weird tension, Sopranos type Do vibe you- where they're always like, kind of against each other but always working for each other in a weird way it's so weird i know that mrs lodge looks scared and everything but i wonder if mr lodge knew that she was having an affair i don't i don't know you know because like her look you could tell she that final scene where they're talking about the money Mm -hmm. like you could tell she was worried and every time he brings up certain things you could tell she's terrified but i wonder if he has some kind of clue that she was having an affair 
I, I would think so, but I thought that it seemed like he felt kind of proud that she was protecting their daughter. Really? I thought so. That's why she was lying for with the whole thing with her lying. Um, mm-hmm. I thought I felt like he seemed like he was proud of her for protecting. Like, okay, that's why you're being weird. You're protecting Veronica. Interesting. So I felt like maybe now it's settled. Because I didn't think that at all. I think that he's totally onto him and or onto her and to Ronnie, and is like, you guys are all full of it. Well, yeah, that God, how do you know it in that family? Because they're also full of it. All like the time. now, they can't even trust one another. There is there is no trust in that family. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it, that that is probably the best. Um, the most nuanced dynamic written into this show. It's so interesting because, well, I mean, you kind of can always guess what the characters are going to do, but it's interesting how within an episode their alliances change, but you could tell their true loyalty is always to their family. Mm-hmm. And, like, what Veronica does, even though it's against her dad, it's for the good of their family. Like Right. She still hasn't lost hope in her family. Yeah, which is sad because, girl, yeah, there's no hope. Cause. No hope. I felt like this episode was very much all about the dime dynamics about each family and there being trust issues pretty much in each one of those family members oh yeah and here's my theory first theory of the episode could we go on to the coopers yeah coopers she um alice cooper she dies is reborn from the whole baptism betty saves her i know betty saves her um and she goes in like, no, Betty, I'm, I'm re- I, this was a rebirth. I'm, I'm going to get rid of the house and blah, blah, blah. And the farm is right and blah, blah, blah. And she doesn't take notice that Betty just saved her, saved her life. And this farm thing is whack crazy. I was thinking like, poor Betty, is there a hotline you could call to save somebody who's like brainwashed by a cult? I don't think so. I don't think so. But, I mean... You'd have to get her into her, like, 48-hour psychiatric hold or 72 hours. Yeah, but yeah. she would have to say that she wants to heal herself. Yeah. But here's my theory. The look that Alice was giving, she knows this farm is dangerous. She knows she doesn't want anything to do with this farm. She is writing an undercover story for the news. Mm, no. <laughs> shot down because has she even worked lately maybe no, I don't think so. <laughs> this is this is my theory that she's just trying to go in deep and just trying to write the best story possible i still wonder if we're ever going to figure out if those babies are dead mm, no they're flying in the air yeah i mean we haven't seen them since then if yeah. we did see them at all. And they, were, they mentioned the babies, but we don't see them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait. So we've learned that the casting of Edgar Evernever is Chad Michael Murray, which he kind of looks like a Cooper. Could mm-hmm. he be a Cooper? He could be. Could he be Chick Cooper? But no, I don't think so. Why not? Because... <laughs> he could be the correct age, I guess. Not if he has Evelyn. But now... Evelyn Ever Never might not be his biological daughter. It, oh, good point. Yeah, because we could be. have been the whole season. That could have been a thing where she's like, well, he's my father, but he's my father through the farm. We're all his, children. All his children. Yep. 
I didn't even think of that. So yeah, maybe yeah. it is. Because why leave that storyline hanging from last year where we've never really found out who that brother is? And then they cast a blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy who is... Chad Michael Murray is, what, like 35, 6? No, he's mm-hmm. probably like 40-something now. Let's Google it. Yeah, Google it. But um, it seemed like Polly was a little confused with killing her mom and then Betty coming in and saving her, and she's just not phased. He's only 37. Oh, that's not bad. He could easily pay a 25-year-old in Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin is uh, 29 in real life. Wow. He's the oldest. Did you know that the... I think I told you this. The pilot episode of The Sopranos, James Gandolfini was 36. Yeah, you told me that. I am 30. I'll be 35 in May. And I don't think I look quite as old as James Gandolfini. No. (laughs) But I was like, oh my gosh. And even... Nobody um, Edie Falco was 34. That's crazy. It blows my mind. Anywho, that's why you should get sleep. So you hear it here first. I think that Chick Cooper, I've been lotioning a lot too, my face and getting sleep. <laughs> I think that Chick Cooper is, Chad Michael Murray is Edgar Abner. I could, I could see that, but you heard it here first and Alice is writing in depth. And I think that he's he's targeted Polly and Alice Cooper because they're his family. And he wants to get back at them for let, not for not embracing him, like for letting him go. I could see that. I could see that, yeah. but Polly's face is what I'm confused about for sure because right. she, she kills her mom and then feels and sad like, about it. Oh, what's happening? What? What's the big deal? It's a weird family. <laughs> you know, like if Betty didn't run in and pull her out and perform CPR, would Polly? Would anybody else? No, I don't think so. I think that's the whole point. That they have to do make, it on their own? Yeah, you either survive or you don't. I don't know. It's weird. Some weird stuff. Did all the people in there go through it or no? Those are the only survivors. What do they do with the dead bodies? I don't know. But then like, didn't Polly become a member? Yeah. So she survived that. Yeah. That's weird. I don't like that. The whole no. like killing people thing of this. It's culty. It's culty. It's totally culty. It's creepy. Is this show still keeping your attention or is it losing you this season? Um, I feel like it goes back and forth. Yeah. I do love Josie and Archie together. Yeah. But Archie is a nightmare. <sighs> he said that he was going to stop making dumb decisions. Yeah. Then he gets hit in the head a bunch more times. <laughs> He's Archie is a mess, but I think that keeps him true to his character. That He's the reason about. why there's conflict in the like, show. Why does he need to box? Like it made it sound like he was trying to get like some kind of like life out of this, like scholar- scholarship or something. Yeah, I don't know. He's like, not going to, to college. There's a future for me in boxing. Like, I mean, sure. you're not going to be a professional boxer. Dude. There's a future for me in making coffee at my house. Like <laughs> we have a lot of futures. <laughs> you know, like what do you mean? <laughs> like professionally, do you want money from that? I could probably also charge people for coffee. Yeah. I bet you I could charge you a dollar on the days you miss it. Yeah. But if I was, if you're like, will you bring me coffee? I was like, yeah, just a dollar. You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Put it on my Can tab. I you? <laughs> Put it on my tab. But she she knows that I know where she stashes her coffee. You actually don't know I have two hidden. Only because there was not room in the coffee drawer. And you, but the only problem with Jess's office is I could never find the switch. Oh, I'm talking about my house. <laughs> Oh, I'm talking about. The, oh, your yeah, office. she can't find the light in my. I'm office. like, I give up. 
one time. I can't find the light in my office metaphorically. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so one of their families is out there. Oh, Kevin joining the farm. Oh, yeah, that was... Yes, they're gonna pray that gay right away from him. Why is Ethel always behind the most bizarre brainwashing things? Ethel or Edgar or Evelyn? No, Ethel. Ethel. Because Ethel told Kevin, Kevin said on the couch with Betty, saying, Ethel told me that there are some awesome gays that will hook up with me at the farm and she's gonna introduce me. Oh, that's right. Why is Ethel behind all of these brainwashing things? She's a poopster. It's just, what the hell? What the hell, Ethel? Um, another family we could talk about, though, is the F.P. Jones family. Oh, yes. So there's a lot going on there with Mrs. Jones uh, coming to town as like a drug lord. Yeah, and you know what? The face that Jelly Bean did about her drinking, drinking coffee. coffee. That's me every single she, morning. Well, that and she hates her dad. For yeah. some reason. I don't really know why, what happened there that half the family It's because up. Mrs. Jones fed her brain full of, like, lies. And probably fizzle rocks. And coffee. Yeah, so you think they're out to get FP in the end? They're definitely going to use him as, a like, a pawn in their scheme. But do you think that they're going to eventually, like, do something to kind of attack him? Bring him down? Yes, but I don't think he will be brought down, though. No, but I think they'll retaliate to him on him somehow. Yeah. Jughead's a good, stable character. And then I... I, I think it's interesting that... What is her name? Gladys? Yeah. Um, She played it all smooth and cool. She's like, you could tell Jughead. I don't care if you tell Jughead about the drugs, Ronnie. Really, she's like, don't tell him inside. Like, she's freaking out. But she plays it all cool. Yeah. She's she's probably the, the, she's a mastercraft in criminal activity. So I think she's going to be the, like, above everybody when it comes to, like, how, She's going to be the crime boss of the town. You think she's, she's probably going to... bigger than Hiram? Wow. Well, because girls. Yeah. Well, we did say in the beginning of the season of podcasting that um, there needed to be a top leader of the female villain. Also, speaking of females, did you sense trouble in paradise for Tony and oh, Cheryl? Oh, of course. I oh, knew they're it. They're going to break them up. Well, I think I think Tony's going to go back to the serpents and mm-hmm. Cheryl's going to be mad with her little pretty poisons. Yeah. I really hate the name pretty poison. There are so many times I, th- I, I thought of you because I was watching the show. I was watching it off DVR and then they cut to Josie singing at the lounge and I went, ugh. <laughs> I was like, no, me knows. I was going to even text you like, it's that time where they're singing. I just, I get it. The show, there she's the pussycat and then she'll eventually be on a new show. But like the singing kills me every time. Yeah, that's real. Yep. But you know what? She is a great singer though. But it's a musical. I think I'm glad that they're putting her on her own show because they haven't made a good place for her in this show. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate because she adds some much needed diversity to the show. Absolutely. And they're not they aren't doing a good CW's really good about that stuff typically. i and I feel like maybe it's just because of her character. Her character and it not fitting into the main characters of the show, but um and it is a diverse show. Because you do have a lesbian couple. You do have um, Kevin and Moose, who were the gay couple. Mm-hmm. But, like, why can't Kevin be black? You know, like, why? Right. That, that's just, I mean, it's casting and stuff. But they, you know, it's, it's 
it's missing the mark a little bit. I think. I mean, that may be an unpopular opinion because they do they do have a Latin family, um, but I don't know. It just annoys me to see like the one main black character is now going to be on a different show instead of like having a better role in this show. Right. Exactly. And really, Archie's a dingbat, and like it replaces him. I know, but I do like them together. Yeah, it'll be short lived though. It will. It's not going to last, but I do like them together. I think this is exactly what Archie needs: is a Josie in life, somebody stable and and focused on like normal things, not crime bossing, like right, like a Veronica. Like it, I, I, but I bet you Veronica will find out about this and be not thrilled. I could see that, and then friends. want, yeah. and then want Archie back. Yeah, want what she can't have. But she's so she's kind of erratic right now. She's not. She's calculated, but like her life is not any by any stretch of the imagination a normal high school life. And Archie really just needs like a plain old Jane. Yeah, like just somebody who's applying for college. Yep, <laughs> doing normal things. And I don't see Archie and Betty being a good couple. A good. S- no, because they're both emotional. I don't know. I, I think Jughead and Buddy work perfectly together. Yeah. Um, where did Reggie go? He's busy bartending. Oh, I guess he just wasn't, they didn't want to pay him to be in this episode. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, so will um, Cheryl and Tony break up? Uh, I think for a little bit, for sure. Yeah. Pretty poisons. We should ask on Twitter and make everybody mad. Let's do it. You know what we didn't do? We didn't do our makeover with Nicole, but it was in our defense. It rained for an entire two weeks here. It would just be all mud. It would be a muddy, soppy tree branches. We should still do it. Well, I think it would be funny. Nomi and I have yawned a collective four hundred and eight times during this podcast. <laughs> you guys, like, I'll talk when she's yawning, and she'll talk when I'm yawning. What's wrong with us? I slept pretty long. <laughs> no, it's because I haven't had any coffee. I know. Ugh. Let's get coffee after this. Yeah, probably should. So make sure you follow her at just just WCCB. I'm at Nomi Burton. Are we going to wrap up the show? Should oh, we talk about? Um, we didn't talk about my shirt. Oh, yeah. Talk about your shirt. Shout out to Robert Jenkins of The Fluffy, Adventures of the Fluffy. Picked me up with this shirt that says River Dairy at an ice cream festival. It's and so it's cows. Cute. We'll take a picture of it for the yes. gram. It's cows. I'm going to know you take one right now and I'll put it on the and Instagram. And there's Jughead, there's Betty, there's Veronica, and there's Archie. And it's very River Daily. Yeah. Naomi's going to take my picture. But until then, make sure if you have a... It says this is a parody. So I guess I have to do that for art. There you go. So until then, uh, until you go and look on my Instagram at my shirt, um, if you need any car parts, go to Scott Clark, Toyota, Honda, Honda. Keep talking. Does he do Hyundai? (laughs) Because I'm still taking pictures. (laughs) No mistake. We're in a photo shoot right now. Um, But yeah, Scott Clark Auto Group has all your needs for all your auto issues. And I just have issues and auto issues. (laughs) There you go. No, we took 3,000 pictures. I did. I just filled up your phone. And I'm be like, why is my phone full? (laughs) I need, can I hire somebody just to go through my phone and put pictures on? I need to delete a lot of photos off my phone. I sure do, too. I have, like, 3,000 photos. No joke. Literally. I, oh, I have 12,000. And so I'm like, <laughs> actual um, twelve. I need somebody to just delete. Them. Like, go. F- I just need to go month by month by not month. And That's too much work. I need some kind of cloud. What's a... I don't want to pay for that. I don't either, but I need to for reasons. I need to 
compile a bank of photos <laughs> people to utilize. Well, I think that's our cue. Yeah, I think we faded out here pretty strong at the end. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next week. Next week. This is the Riverdale Rewind, brought to you by Scott Clark Auto Group, 